Ladies and gentlemen, you got Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. And you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday. What's going on, everybody? What is going on? Happy Tuesday. Yo. It's always sunny here in Philadelphia. And, yeah, that's we, we getting that summer weather now, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, it was also like down torrentially downpouring yesterday. But besides that, we getting that summer weather as Chris just alluded to. Um, yeah, feels good. You know what that means? Everybody about to be outside. We're about to hear the, the the screechings of ATVs up on Broad Street. The typical Philadelphia summer. Yep, you love to see it. Yep, and if you want to call to join the discussion, that number is two one five seven six three nine five nine six. I say we have a pretty good slate of stuff we want to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the NBA draft, the winners and losers. Free agency officially starts in two days. Well, the legal tampering period, if if I'm being politically correct. Yep. Um, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk a little Phillies also, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. We'll get that. We're going to get into, and which also includes the NFL. Uh, the Deshaun Watson situation because he did go to trial today. And at 630, we have an interview with bus driver for all the Phil- all four major Philadelphia sports teams for over 20-plus years, Al Norfleet, at 630. So, tune in. Buckle in. It's going to be a really good show. So, NBA draft was last Thursday. Um, minimal yes in Spanish. Yes. Minimum dr- trade actions actually occurred but the teams that are staying the course in terms of just building through the draft um i'm gonna pull up the draft order while you're uh yeah setting this up the teams that you know wanted to stay the course in terms of just building through the draft have done a really good job in getting their core guys in you know along with their young guys uh teams like detroit who already has guys like Kay cunningham um turned in a pretty good draft hall also getting Jaden ivy and Jalen duran we saw Paolo, how do you pronounce? Paolo Banquero. Paolo Banquero going number one overall to the Orlando Magic. We saw Jabari Smith Jr. go to the Houston Rockets, which is probably going to be nothing but isolation basketball, taking turns of isolation basketball. And then Chad Holmgren went to the Oklahoma City Thunder to now form the new Slim Towers with Shea Gilgis Alexander, Josh Giddy. And Alex Alexi Polkashevich, aka Poku. Yep. So, so um, uh, just want to start from the top and you know, kind of talk about the top ten guys, or just you know, whatever stands out. Okay, let's let's do the easiest thing. Let's 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 go about what stands out. Okay, I mean, obviously, then you got to start number one pick. Uh, the Magic don't have the number one pick often, but for some reason, whenever they do, they normally nail it. Uh, obviously, C-Web, and then you turn C-Web into Penny, which you nailed. You just, Penny got hurt. Uh, obviously, Shaq the year prior to that. Uh, Dwight Howard. And, you know, now maybe in this case, Paolo Banquero. Who knows? Um, versatile playmaker. Uh, I, I like to call him grounded Blake Griffin. Um, he obviously can't sky like young Blake can, but I think, like, the playmaking ability, jump shot, post moves, strength, uh, control to his game reminds me a lot of young Blake. So mm-hmm. I think putting him in that magic lineup and then you have him and Franz together in the front court 
I think is awesome. And then you could play Mo if you want to bring Mo Bamba back or Wendell Carter. And then the guards, you got Markel and uh, and Cole. I think Cole and Markel should start together. Then you maybe throw Jonathan Isaac in the middle or you throw Boncaro, Franz Wagner, and Bamba if you want to go big. They got a lot of pieces to play with now. So like, and I know they're young, but I think Mosey's going to do his thing over there. Or you could just do a whole small ball lineup and just run a front court, uh, the power forward center combination with Paolo and uh, Isaac whenever he comes back. That's true, but I don't. I, the reason I'm not banking on Isaac, he's been hurt that long. Yeah, like I think I trust Fultz to be ready before the season. Before I trust Isaac, and Isaac really truly got hurt in the bubble. Yeah, the first week of the bubble for real. So you're talking fall of 2019, 20. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, the same thing could be said about T.J. Warren also. I really haven't heard that name since the bubble either. Well, that wasn't due to injury. That was just due to the Pacers, like, making him obsolete. I mean, well, he was also recovering from a foot injury, and now he says, like, I want to make sure that because he's a free agent uh, within these next couple of days, he wants to be ready for, like, whatever new contract he's going to have, whether it's re-signing with the Pacers because they want a veteran presence or if a contender – who believes that, you know, adding him in his potential 15 to 20 point game uh, scoring will be able to, like, make the difference in terms of getting them over the hump. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm intrigued by that. I like that pick. Obviously, you got to show love to the first overall pick. I think that sets the tone for the draft most years, whether that guy's a bust or that guy's a Hall of Famer. It's like the first guy taken off the board. Um, Chet Holmgren going to the Thunder. <laughs> I think it stands out of only because it's like, duh, a duh pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Weird gangly guy, weird skill set. The Thunder are a weird team. Sam Presti's doing some weird things over there. It just fits, right? Yeah. And then with like Giddy and Shea, and I've never wanted a team to like become good as a unit more than this team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not even counting Sixers units you cheered for, like those Andre and Andre lineups and stuff like that, but like, if we're talking about a weird team that you hope becomes something one day, wouldn't it be awesome if like there's a first round playoff series in the in the the, the, the whatever the their arena is called, the Oklahoma City Thunderdome is what I'm gonna call it, is just rocking and Shay's hitting threes and Josh Giddy's dumping off the Chet Holmgren and Chet Holmgren's hitting trail threes and Pokashevich is coming in off the bench, like it would be awesome. Uh, uh for the record it's now called the Paycom Center. The Paycom Center, that's hilarious. Uh, shout out to Paycon. That's how I get paid from, you know, my uh, my other job. But, uh, yeah, so I I love that pick and the irony of it, of like, oh, yeah, of course the Thunder happened to get Jack Holmgren. But I also think it's going to be awesome because I think there are so many lineups now you can run where you got Dort. I think your five, I think your five best players are Giddy, Alexander, Holmgren, Dort, and then who's the fifth best guy? On the Thunder, if you're right now, if you're Sam Presti or you're, I'm, uh, I'm blanking on who their coach is. Um, Mark Davinoff. Mark Davinoff. If you're Mark Davinoff, who's your fifth guy? Who are you running with? I mean, Giddy, Shea, Lou, yes. and then the Slim Towers. You start in Polkashevich. Yes. You're not in the business of winning right now. I mean, no, none of those guys know how to win or know or is in a situation to win. So just play the five best young guys that you could possibly have all together. Let them groom. Because they're not going to really – because Chad Holmgren, I like, I like the skill set, but 
He's got to put on a little bit. He's going to get bodied the first year. Yeah, he's, I know. he's going to be baby AD. It's just AD was a little lengthier and like slightly more athletic. Yeah, a little more toned. Exactly. So he could kind of, but like he's going to get eaten alive by like Joe and like and Nico and people like that. Yeah, I mean Carl Anthony Towns finally got somebody to body. Oh yeah, that's going to be bad. He's going to dunk on him. I can't wait till it actually happens and we're sitting there like, wow, Carl Anthony Towns really dunked on Chet Holmgren. That's crazy. Yeah, but. As far as also the draft, the one pick that I really liked was I'm about to say Jabari to the Rockets. Um, him too, but I'm gonna give a shout out to Ochai Abaji uh, from Kansas. Uh, him getting drafted to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers because I feel like that's an ideal fit because sure. now you have legitimate three point shooting in your lineup. The guy averaged nearly over 18 points a game. Uh, over nearly 40% from downtown, and he's the ideal three, and he was really good on defense, and the reason why Kansas won the title this year. So he's a guy that if all intents and purposes you want to put him in your starting lineup, G.D. Dickerstack would put this guy in your lineup. Uh, Can we Dave- talk about what the Cavaliers are building, man? Yeah. It's like one of my favorite builds in the league. Like, it's really, really well done. Like, they got – Enough veterans around, but they also got these young guys growing. Okoro still has room to grow. Mm-hmm. Garland's going to get better. Sexton's going to get better. Jared Allen can still get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I just, oh, man. And then, like you said, you still got Javi, you Karis LeVert coming off the you bench. You still got Karis You still have Karis LeVert because they signed him to an extension, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And you got Sandy Osmond still. Dude, I'm telling you, the Cavs are coming, man. That's awesome. Oh, they were a playing team, so like I feel like if this core stays healthy, they can definitely solidify a playoff spot instead of being in a play in next year. Exactly. So, um, well, a pick that we kind of slightly skipped over, but I'm interested to see is so Jabari to the Rockets, right? Yes. Obviously, leading up to the draft, we all saw every pundit in the world, every person with an ear to the streets was saying Magic are going Jabari first pick. Body, body, boom. Um, about an hour beforehand, Woj, with a Woj bomb, says Paolo Bancaro's in the mix, and, you know, the rest is history. Um, the Thunder were locked in on Chet, regardless. Were not even willing to trade with the Magic if they thought the Magic wanted Chet? <clears throat> so that was a foregone conclusion, which left the Rockets with the three short guys that everybody talked about was Paolo, Chet, and Jabari. Mm-hmm. And they get Jabari, and honestly, he's probably the best fit for them. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. He can run with. I'm imagining a lineup with KP, Jalen Green, uh, Jay Sean Tate, Kenyon Martin, and Jabari Smith. Like, am I crazy for that? Am I, is that a, is that am I am I crazy? I mean, you're going to be small, but like that's even most, if it's four or five. I minutes. mean, real talk. I mean, that's pretty much. An ideal lineup like the 26, 2016 Rockets, except James, except for James Harden, you 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 had Jalen Green. That's pretty much what it is. It's a small ball lineup, which everybody can run the floor. Everybody's small, but they're scrappy, and you're just gonna shoot a lot of threes. Exactly. And like, so for me, and don't sleep on this fact that um, I'm I I do not uh. I've, I'm what is Paul Silas's son's name? What is his What is his name? Steven Silas. Steven Silas. Excuse me, sir. I forgot his name. Steven Silas. <coughs> those, those Rockets could score last year. Yeah. They, they could put up points. They just had no defense. They just had no defense. 
So now you got Spurgeon. Um, I, I, I forgot who they drafted this year besides Jabari because I feel like they got somebody later one, in the first or in the second. second. I could just easily look that up. Oh, um, oh, oh, wait. They also got another guy I think I, I, I really like. Let's see. Oh, they got Tari Easton from LSU. Exactly. Okay. okay. Another blue chipper yeah, defensive yeah, six, guy. Yeah, 6'8 from LSU. 6'8 can guard two through four. Three you point see shot. What they're doing. Yeah, three point shot needs some work, but he's shot around thirty. They got 30. plenty of shooters down there, dude. Yeah. He can take his time. They got, trust me. Jalen Green can shoot enough for everybody. But I, but the reason that I laugh at that is because like if he's a guy who he's going to score in volume like Devin Booker did for the first like two or three, and then when he gets the chance to learn how to win, he'll be able to channel that. That's why I always say guys who are flamethrowers, they just got to learn to be able to channel it and then kind of like, you know, torch when they need to torch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just, man, I think that's going to be a top five offense next year. Yeah. I think it's going to be off. Awesome. Okay, core-wise, because and I know this may be a little easier question for you because one's a playoff team and one is it. Which core would you rather have right now, the Rockets or the Cavaliers? The Rockets. Really? Because I think if you're asking me who's the highest ceiling player in everything that you just discussed, all those scores of those two teams, I would say it's Jalen Green. And then I'd say Garland. And then I'd say the rest of those guys are Rockets guys. I, I think you're forgetting about a guy. You're forgetting about Evan Mobley, man. Unless you're not that high on Evan Mobley. Okay, so the reason I love Evan Mobley and – I do think he can have a KG like impact. I would just need to see him be able to score twenty three to twenty five a night. And obviously he can impact winning without having to do that. But I think to be on that elite level to where I think Jalen Green has shown defensive chops. He's shown to be able to do that. But he can take over games. This dude is like and I'm not even trying to like his game, he got a little bit of young Kobe to him. And it sounds crazy, but just watch him work. He just has to Get out of that gunner mentality, which is hard to get out of sometimes, especially when you're in a losing environment. But I think if Steven Silas can get them to win and get them, they 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 had a ten game losing streak and then won like fifteen straight or something crazy like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Because guys like Evan Mobley, like he's six foot ten, seven foot three wingspan, and I like I like the idea because. Know him down the line, like once he gets his body right, like a 23, 24, he's going to affect the games without not even having to score a single bucket. Like, I feel like this is a guy that has potential NBA all defensive and NBA all team um, cal- caliber stuff. I think at his peak, you're probably going to see like 21, 11 points, probably a steal, and probably like two blocks. I mean, what would be wrong with that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like overall, in terms of his size, what we already saw him impacted because Cleveland was uh, a non-factor in terms of just playing, being a playoff team and a play-in. But when you just consider they just got Evan Mobley, they were in that playing spot and they took Brooklyn to the limit. So I feel like once he's able to, you know, fully get his body right and Jamie Dickerstaff gets in his ear in terms of like, "Yo, this is what I need you to do," because he's a defensive-minded coach. So, like, once he gets into his hair and tells him, like, yeah, this is what I want you to do, this, that, and the third. And him being able to play off Garland and, you know, you get Sexton coming back. You know, you drafted Abaji, You got Seti Osmond. You got Karis LeVert. You still got a Coro. Yeah, you still got a Coro, Jared Allen. Like, that's going to be a tough front court to to score on. No, they're like, going to be defensively great. Yeah. Make sure. 
especially with everybody healthy. Yeah. I think they're definitely going to be one of the teams in. Uh, other standout picks, let's see. Oh, yeah, the the Mavericks are geniuses. You make the trade for Christian Wood. I'm granted you lost your first round pick, but who cares about first round picks at this point? Um, but you got a guy like Jaden Hardy with the 37th pick because uh, the Kings drafted him. Then the pick got traded to Dallas. Okay, which he played for the G League at night. He's a really good scorer. I mean, the biggest thing that stood out to me was the shooting splits. They were really low, but I feel like you're going into an environment in which Luka Doncic is going to give you easy looks. So I feel like that's going to be a guy that's going to be able to come off the bench with Spencer Dimwitty, and those guys are just going to feed off each other. And No, 100%. Yeah. I can, I can 100% see that. That was <laughs> Detroit, man. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk about Detroit. Oh, man. Not going to lie. I might use Detroit next year. And, uh, yeah, 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 no, I, I was thinking the same thing. Man, Kay Cunningham was one of my favorite uh, like mixtapes or highlight tapes to watch this year. His game's just so smooth. It's like, it's very, it's weird because people like to say this is kind of crazy, but it's Luca esque. Mm. In the realm of like how he can control the ball, he can get to his shot whenever he needs to, whether it's a step back. He's probably, I'm not going to say a better finisher, but a more adept finisher. And he's got some more lift than Luka does as far as, like, finishing over people and things like that. And he can pass his behind off, too. I think getting the clog of Jeremy Grant out of there is going to free up some space now. Sadiq Bay can start. Like, Dwayne Casey's going to have those dudes ready to play, and they played for Casey last year. Do not sleep on Detroit being a play-in team. Yeah, and say what you want about Dwayne Casey. I mean, obviously, the guy won coach of the year got swept and got fired but that's more so half of it's um some of it's on him but here's the thing like the guy went to toronto brought up that team with kyle lowry and demar DeRosa into a perennial playoff team just couldn't get him over the hump but when you have a young core like this you you bring in Jaden ivy you got duran you got sadiq bay Kay cunningham is going to be your lead lead aficionado so that's going to be a team that is definitely going to be a tough out in within like two to three years. Like once all those guys get acquainted, because continuity matters in the NBA. So like once those guys understand and learn how to play with each other, because every single every single year you see the usual suspects are always there in terms of continuity. Why do you think the Warriors are so good? Because they keep their core three guys and they add accordingly to in terms of who can play off of. Off of our big three in terms of in terms of making it make it making it make sense. Exactly. Yeah, Boston finally got over the hump, but you see all the continuity there. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, Al Horford. Those guys been playing together for years. Continuity matters. Same with the Bucks. Um, Giannis, Giannis, Chris Middleton playing together for years. Brooke, Brooke at this point with them. Yeah, Brooke Lopez, and then you add in the Drew Holiday, which yeah, was kind of like the main missing piece. Yeah. Um, same with Miami. You know, Miami's been together for years and Jimmy came in and seamlessly fit in. Yeah, and they've been to the conf- and they've been to the conference finals uh two out of the last three, three years. years. One NBA finals appearance. Like that stuff like continuity matters. Like it's not just much of like getting like, all the best stars. Like obviously that works on occasion, but continuity matters. You have to understand where where this person's gonna go. You have to understand like 
where are you going to be defensively? Where are you going to be offensively so we'll be able to get open? Where is the shot going to go? And just the overall trust factor. So that's why more often than not, the usual teams that are at the finish line are the teams that have been playing together for years. Let's see. Any other uh, draft picks that uh, that you're a fan of? Uh, let me see. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN, the running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, that number is 215-763-9596. In about 10 minutes, we got a call with Al Norfleet. Yeah, stay tuned, man. We're talking some NBA. So, Christian Braun to the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets develop guys good. I think he's got great size. Obviously, a championship pedigree from Kansas. You know, Bill Self takes care of his guys. They know how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And especially and, and because if you think about it, not a lot of Kansas guys making the league. You got, you got Wiggs. You obviously got JoJo. Kelly Oubre is kind of doing his thing. But there's not a lot of Kansas guys floating around. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, as we're treating for uh, Ajagobi, I'm sorry. I, didn't want, I don't want to put you there. Joby. Joby, uh, I also want to shout out Christian Braun, too, and I think how that's going to be a good fit. About you, yeah. Um, I like Patrick Baldwin's the words, too. Mm, perfect. Um, I was also going to give a shout out to Miami, also Nikola Jokic to Nikola Jovic, yeah, to the uh, to that's the heat. heat. That's such a heat pick, yeah. He's gonna, he's probably not gonna play this year, but like. Once he starts playing, it's going to start making sense. Exactly. <laughs> Keegan Murray to the Kings. What do you think on that one? I like Keegan Murray. But I just don't trust Sacramento. The Blazers getting shade and sharp was awesome. Yeah. And I think Dame is going to be rewarded getting a little bit of help, a little bit of relief, a guy who kind of dropped a little so bit. Dame, um, so, Dame, so would you play shade and sharp at the two or the three? Play him at the two. And it's come off the bench. Okay. So those two, who will be your small forward? Nasir Little, I guess. Nasir Little, Jeremy Grant, um, Justin Nurkic. Nurkic, yeah. It's not a terrible lineup. They can actually defend. Norman Powell. Oh, no, Norman Powell. No, Norman, Norman Powell's gone. He's with the Clippers. So who'd they get back? I forget. Just I'm draft picks. Up, I'm gonna look up the Blazers lineup. Yeah, because remember they traded him and Robert Covington at the trade deadline. Six four five one ninety eight. Yeah, gotta get his body rights. Oh, they have Eric Bledsoe. That's not, I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's not crazy. You got Justice Winslow on here. Just, oh, man. Maybe, hey, Matt, maybe, I don't know, Winslow at the three? I mean, regardless, I mean, the Blazers are going to be a lot more in-depth defensively as opposed to years past. Which, Ooh, Josh Hart, I forgot about him, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him also. Yeah, yeah they're going to be a lot better defensively than, like, years past. Exactly. Which, I, in the end, I kind of think was in a way to, like, help Dame. So, in conclusion, good draft. And, but anyway, we're not talking about the real. But anyway, let's talk about the real winners. 
Australian Australian Danny Green, number twenty three pick for the Anthony Melton. Congratulations, Sixers. You won draft you won draft night. No, we didn't. <laughs> we did what we should have did a year ago. <laughs> I knew you was gonna try to bring that up in a triumphant way. But no, seriously, getting the Anthony Melton was awesome. I'm cool with that. Yeah. A young guy who can shoot, who can get his own shot off the bounce. You can play him with Maxi. You can play him with Harden. Mm-hmm. Six foot two, but a lot bigger for his frame than one. And also is, because I think he's – I'm not sure if he's still on a rookie deal. He might be. He's, he he got extended. Um, He's making $8.5 now. So we just saved like seven or so mil. We probably still got a trade or a mid-level exception. So we still got to move some sort of salary if we want to get P.J. – if the Sixers want to get P.J. Tucker, though. P.J. Tucker, D'Anthony Melton – Maxi, uh, Harden, and B. Tobias. You think Tobias is coming back? No one's going to trade for that contract, man. Tobias is here to stay. Hey, listen. If we get the Tobias Harris from Hustle, I'm all for that. You too. I mean, dog, like that man was cooking Bo Cruz, though. <laughs> so I mean, they were cooking each other, but yeah. <laughs> so wait, what's the starting lineup at this point? Um, what, as of right now, in terms of the way the team is so let's say we get PJ somehow. Okay. Harden, Maxi, Tucker, Harris, and Bede. You, I kind of like that. Yeah. To buy, uh, Matt, Batiste Ibel will then move to the bench. It'll be Melton, Shake, Thibel, Thibel, Niang, and Paul, and neither B-Ball Paul or Charles Bassey just fight each other out for the backup center spot. Oh, that's terrible. We need a couple more pieces. I'm honestly I'm honestly fine with that competition. Because in some way, somehow, in, you eventually have to develop some talent in-house. We can't keep hiring these mercenaries. No, I agree. Continuity and such that we were talking about. But just still, like, do you feel confident with that, after just naming that bench? I mean, the bench is eventually going to shrink, so... If you have at least three playable guys off the bench, you need another shooter too. Yeah, I think that's the one thing I wouldn't. When you name the bench, all, 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 all everything aside, is you need one more shooter. I would prefer like a wing shooter. Okay, yeah, like I, I like feel six, okay. Six, yeah, I definitely agree. Like we need like a three who's going to be like a Trevor, like a young Trevor Ariza, like a Robert Covington. We're not getting we're not getting Roko back. I man. know we're not getting Roko, but I'm little, I was being smart by saying like that's the exact type of player we need. Or like a TJ Warren. No, but I want someone who can defend. Melton can, can defend. Maxie can defend. Joe can defend. Toby can defend. Like we need people who can defend. So man, I mean, four of our. I mean, Harden's a willing defender. He's just not good at. It. I mean, that entire starting five is can get down on on the defensive side of the ball. And I know, like, regardless of of his age, PJ Tucker is willing to run back a transition. Oh, yeah. So, I want one of the Morris brothers. I'd prefer Marcus, but I think it's time. We need the one of the Morris brothers. PJ Tucker and Marcus Morris on his team, backing up and beat. That's what we need. That gets us to a championship. I'm serious. Okay, which which one was the one that got knocked out for like the entire season by uh, Jokic? Markeith. Markeith. Yeah. Okay, Marcus, it is. It's messed up. Is it though? It's messed up. 
Is it on? Listen, and by the way, in the defense of Paul Reed, listen, what Paul? No, Reed, no, no, Paul. I trust Paul Reed. I just think you still need another big man and another wing. Our guard situation as present, I'm cool with. If you're saying Isaiah Joe is going to get a shot this year, right? Thibel, Melton, Maxi, Harden, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And then Springer, think about it. Springer's got a shot to make the roster at that point. I mean, Springer, Springer's going to be in the roster because whether or not it's going to be in the G League again or not. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and Daryl Morley says like he likes a kid, so hopefully that rings in the ears of Doc Rip and Glenn. Exactly. And then, yeah, so like one more big man. Like I wouldn't mind spending a little money on a big man if there's somebody out there. And then. Um, but like how much money are you going to actually spend on like a like a center? I mean, it depends on what we're talking about. If we talking about somebody who can play the four or five, like. Cause it sounds weird. I would take Bo Bo. I know it sounds crazy. But like why not if he only has to play like ten, seven to ten minutes a night? He's still an experiment. Yeah, and I guess at that point you just play Paul. Yeah. Because I feel like all the mistakes, like the foul trouble, all that, I feel like the more you play, the better you're equipped to, you know, not foul out or, like, do any of the the stuff that young players do. And it just, like you said, like, it depends, it depends on all how much of a leash – uh, you know, Rivers is actually going to get these kids. Because you can talk about all this stuff about young player this, young player that. It's not going to matter if the coach is not going to reciprocate and put these kids on a short leash. Because exactly. I feel like you had 20-plus games after the Andre Drummond trade to get Paul ready for the playoffs. Instead, you opted those minutes to split between Paul Millsap and DeAndre Jordan, knowing damn well they're going to get run off the court in the playoffs. Yep. Hello, 98.5 WJYN. Yes, this is Al Norfleet calling in. How are you? Hey, Al. How's it going, man? Thank you for calling. How are you, yes, Al? Yes, sir. My pleasure. Yeah. So, um, once again, like you're listening to 98.5 WJYN, the right of sports show, Sports for the Culture. We have our 630 interview with Al Norfleet. So, Al, uh, why don't you, you were on the show last year. Tell us a a little bit about yourselves for the viewers that didn't get a chance to uh, hear you last time. Okay, well, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I'm I a bus driver with Academy Bus, and I work for all the Philadelphia sports team. As a matter of fact, I'm here at the uh, ballpark now. I have the Atlanta Braves tonight. 20-year uh, retired military man, also a photographer. Mm. And just recently, I started a podcast, and I started producing a podcast, so Everything is pretty much involved around sports, and uh, that's where I am today. Okay. You say you started a podcast. Uh, what, do you have a name for it? Yes, it's called Inside Sports from the Driver's Seat. Oh, nice. Uh, you, you, got, you, got, you got to send me the link later so I'll be able to listen to it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's on Spotify. It's on uh, uh, Amazon Music. It's on Buds. Birdspot.com, but yes, I, I definitely see you in the league, though. All right. Um, awesome. So um, you've been a bus driver for well over two decades. So how initially did you get that job to begin with? Well, um, what happened was I retired from the military in 93, and I was stationed at Fort Dix, New Jersey. 
And uh, I started driving tractor trailers. But then I had a daughter that became terminally ill. And I didn't want to be out there on the road three or four weeks at a time with her being ill. So I saw the company, which was fairly close to my house. I stopped there and talked to them, filled out an application, and they said that they would accept me. And uh, they did, and not only did they accept me, but they gave me a run. Uh, it was Atlanta City run, and it allowed me to spend the majority of the day at the hospital with my daughter so i did an early morning run to atlanta city came back and did a late evening run and in between that allowed me to spend a lot of time at the hospital with my daughter and uh, when she passed i said you know what i'm gonna stick with this company they helped me out tremendously and now it's been 27 years later i'm still here oh. um, um that's awesome and uh sorry for your loss no problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. So throughout all the years, um, so what's in regards to driving the all the teams? Like, what's the furthest that um, you drove in regards to like out of all the teams? Well, as it's, it's, as far as the teams concerned, uh, we only go Washington, Baltimore, and New York. One thing about these professional players. Uh, they're very spoiled, they are very needy, and they don't like being on a bus for too long, you know. And so most of everything that they do is fly. But even with the, with, with the uh, Eagles and the Phillies, when they move, we take them to the airport, which is five minutes away from the stadium. They, they won't even drive their cars there. But we take them to the airport, drop them off, and they uh, go play where they need to play. When they come back, we pick them back up at the airport and uh, bring them back to the stadium where their cars are. Okay. So, uh, you got any um, any good uh, st- any good stories in regards to you know driving the bus with you know Eagles, the Sixers, Phillies, or Flyers? Well, I mean, I have a tremendous amount of stories. Basically, that's. That's one of the reasons I created my podcast, to share some of those. But uh, dating back when I first started with the Eagles, uh, I met a young lady there who was what they called the traveling secretary, and we became very good friends. And so she gave me a lot of responsibility around with the team when we, you know, going places. So I help her out with the players, making sure they get to this place and that place. I got to know the guys really good, and especially back then, Coach Andrew Reed uh, turned out to be uh, one of the greatest human beings you ever want to be around, and uh, treated us very well. And uh, through all of that, we got I got to do a Campbell Soup commercial with Donovan McNabb and his mother oh. uh, back then because... Everybody knew me. They knew the type of personality that I have. So when the situation came up, they asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I said I would. And so we did a camera suit commercial with Donald McNabb and his mother. And that show for about a year. And so that was something that was very neat for me and also profitable for me. But uh, I just enjoyed being around the guys and the Eagles themselves. Guys was very nice. Uh, Westbrook, Brian Dawkins, got to be personal with all of those guys, and still to this day, uh, talk to Holland Thomas here and there, and uh, 
a very, very personal guy who created a lifelong friendship with some of the guys, you know. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you going to invite any of them on to your podcast? Yes. Uh, I talked to uh, Alice Thomas a couple of weeks ago, and he definitely said he would do it. And uh, it's kind of hard with the Eagles, man, especially with them being away and getting ready for training camp. Uh, right now, most of my podcast has been centered around the Phillies because it's in season. And uh, matter of fact, yesterday I just had an interview with uh, one of the uh, ex-coaches, Larry Bohr. Mm. And so I uh, did an editing on that, and I got it uploaded yesterday. So that uh, I'm at four episodes right now. And so far it was Larry Bohr from the Phillies. And there was another gentleman from the Phillies called Frank Kopenbarger. He was the uh, traveling manager for the Phillies for over 30-some years. Mm. And uh, there's been a, um, a fan down in Columbus, Georgia. Her name is Annette. She's a super Eagles fan. And she's probably more knowledgeable than a lot of people you see around the game. But I had an interview with her. And, but I do have some schedules coming up with some of the Eagles guys that Hoping to get Brian Dawkins in there. And uh, so I'm just getting started. So little by little, I'm getting my list going and uh, try to upload every week for the new episode on every week. So uh, definitely going to have some of the Eagles personnel in there as well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So quick question. Since um, you drive the buses for all the teams, that means when the Phillies won in their way and the Eagles won – the Super Bowl back in 2017, you also got a championship ring with them, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I, I guess that was uh, more or less like a personal thing because I know a lot of drivers around the company that drives the team, and, and you know everybody don't get that. But here again, I have longevity here, and uh, I guess my personality – a match with these guys and so they treat me like family and when they're involved in something uh they make sure i'm involved in it as well and dude that's that's awesome so uh, so like i said like you said the eagles are getting ready you know for their upcoming season so on a scale of one to ten how excited are you for this upcoming Philadelphia Eagles season, you know, especially with the way that they had the draft, you know, the addition of A.J. Brown, you know, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts going into their second years together. So how excited are you? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm extremely excited. It's, uh, it goes, the scale go, uh, goes beyond a 10 in this situation. Because like you said, with all the guys that you named and with Jalen Hurts having a full year under his belt, being in the same system, having the same coaches, and with the addition of the talent that they put around him, uh, I'm excited to see him progress. I'm sure that he will. Uh, for the little time that I've been around him, I see him as a, uh, as a young man who has a strong will, a strong mind, and he's not going to let bad uh, talk or publicity get next to him. If anything, I think it'll fuel him and make him work harder. But I see him as uh, as a strength of that team this year. And with all the things around him, uh, I think it's going to be 
an exciting season. I think it's going to be better than what a lot of people think it's going to be. Uh, I don't know for what reason people are so down on him, uh, but uh, I think they're going to be proven wrong this year. I think he's going to be absolutely fabulous. Interesting. Yeah, because my co-host Jamal, like, he's already calling it right now. He says that the Eagles are going to be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Like, he's already calling the shot. They are. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, you know, that's the thing about sports. You know, you got these all these talk shows going on, and some of them are great to listen to, but some of them are so negative towards the home team. It's hard to listen to sometimes, but I'm, I'm hoping that people will get behind this team because, believe it or not, a team does play according to the city. So if you got a positive city, you know, more than likely you're going to have a positive team. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that it goes that way. And also, the young lady that I was uh, interviewing a couple of weeks ago, she says something that, you know, I guess a lot of people don't think about. People just think about the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles. But you also have to think about the division, see what they have done, and then you could kind of measure up what they have done during the all season compared to what the Eagles has done, even though right now it's all on paper. But when you really look at it, I think the Eagles have a tremendous advantage uh, this upcoming season because they have done a little bit more in the off season than Washington, uh, the Giants, or Dallas has done. Matter of fact, Dallas has lost some great main people. So I just hope we can take advantage of, of all those mishaps from the other teams within the division, and hopefully it will help us to progress a lot better. Absolutely agree. Um... Al, once again, man, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your schedule to uh, do this interview. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media and uh, the, name again, the name again of your podcast. Okay, the podcast's name is Inside Sports from the Driver's Seat. And you can find it on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and just about all your major uh, uh, podcast uh, platforms. And my social media and Facebook is just simply Al Northley. And my Instagram is alnorthley.com or Eagles One Driver. Now, I must preface this by saying when you go on the Instagram, you're going to see a majority of my photography pictures. So uh, just want to warn you about it. Well, I'm well aware of that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, man. Al, once again, man, thank you for uh, doing this interview. And uh, have a good night out at the ballpark. All right, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much and thanks for having me. Enjoy your evening. Yep, go Phillies. Oh, absolutely. All right. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN, the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, that number is 215-763-9596. And, man, Al is just a really pleasant human being. No, that was awesome. Yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah, man, military man. I mean, the guys lived such a enriching life. Served his country, gets to drive. All film for major Philadelphia sports teams, which is now that I think about it, kind of a dream job of something I, I would wanted to do if I was growing up. 
growing up, I'd do that now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I just got to get that license part down. Oh God, my dad was right. <laughs> uh, I probably should have my license too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Any boys just, are messing up. We don't have our driver's license. Yeah. It's the economy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean, technically it is. I mean, gas prices have gone up, everything's gone up, and cost of living period is just gone up. Just and the wages have just stayed the same. So yeah, it is the economy, as people would say. <laughs> Some people would say it's the economy. In this economy, yeah. But yeah, um, like. I was saying on, on the phone, the Phillies are back at Citizens Bank Park for a three-game set against the Atlanta Braves. The Phillies right now are a game and a half back of the last wildcard spot in the National League East. And I still believe they're nine games back out of first-place Mets, and they're about a game and a half out uh, out of second place for the uh, – that's, <laughs> that's currently being occupied by the Atlanta Braves. But we did get the hammer. But we did get the news, uh, unfortunate news, that Bryce Harper did go under successful thumb surgery. He is expected to be out six weeks, even longer. But knowing Bryce, he's definitely going to do whatever it takes to come back as soon as he possibly can. Exactly. Uh, you know, being the warrior, he is will probably go out there and bat right-handed or something if he needs to. Uh, yeah, crappy circumstance. Uh, the rest of the bats got to step up. Schwarber, yep. Hoskins, Castellanos, Ramuto, Herrera. There's plenty of bats in there. Especially Ramuto, man. Seriously, those guys got to step up. Yeah. So and this is the time to do it. They keep us afloat, keep playing well. So Bryce comes back, we got a shot to make the playoffs. Yep. Uh, right now, there, uh, I just went to ESPN.com real quick, though. Fact check, they are two games out of uh, the last wild card spot, which is currently being held by the St. Louis Cardinals. They're three games back of the Braves, so if they sweep the Braves, they'll officially take over second place. And then afterwards, they would still be between five to eight games back of the uh, New York Mets. Crazy. But, but, yeah, so Phillies have been really hot. They've won eight out of their last 12. I mean, they went and took three. What, what was three? Three out of uh, three Four out, of, out of, of five against the Nets. Yeah, and uh, how? And they split for the Padres, right? No, I think we won three out of four with the Padres. Okay, let me do double. Yes, we did. We won three out of four of the Padres. Good stuff, and obviously the fortunate news about Bryce Harper. But yeah, so everything's been going pretty well. The bats are still hitting pretty well. Bullpen has definitely been stepping up. Um, it's looking like Aaron Nola is turning back the clock to back when he was a former All-Star back in 2017-2018. So it, it's just a matter of just keeping the ship afloat while your MVP is out. Yep. And um, that's what you pay guys like Schwarber for, Castellanos. That's what uh, you're paying Jack Wheeler for. Like you said, Aaron Nola. The bullpen is kind of settled a bit. Still shaky almost nights, but, you know, kind of gets the job done. So, I don't know. I'm loving this team so far. It's got a lot of moxie. Yeah. Showing a lot of heart. Um, you know, Matt Verlin made a really good, you know, diving catch, uh, you know, the other day, you know, in uh, San, San Diego. 
So, like, everybody's stepping up. Like, everybody's doing, like, everybody's contributing. And that's kind of the one thing you want to say. Like, I feel like this team is the combination of heart, grit, that we, that this team period has been missing. And just guidance that they've just been missing over these past 10 years. Yeah, it's right now. This baseball season was pretty good, you know. Uh, Dodgers and Padres are battling out in the West. Yes. And then we go over to the American League. It's the Yankees and everybody else. Oh, I love it. It's going to be Yankees and Astros in the ALCS again, is it? Yep. <sighs> Unless the Blue Jays have something to say about it. Yeah. Anyway, listen, man. I mean, I I love baseball. I watch it enough to at least know what's going on. But playoff baseball is just a completely different animal, and it's probably one of the most exciting things to see. And oh. Shoot, man! Playoff yeah. baseball is awesome. Okay. Speaking of aw- oh, yeah, speaking of awesome, did you see uh, the, that giant fight, the clear bench fight? Oh, yeah. Mariners and Angels. Yep. <laughs> I love that Shohei Otani didn't get involved. Yeah, like, Shohei was like, hey, that's crazy. Like, it's like, guys, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad about it. But I'm also thinking, like, it's weird that in culture moment, guys, uh, culture warning. Uh, it's weird that in every other sport, when there's fights, it's characterized as one thing except for basketball, which is a predominantly black sport. Like, in hockey, it's allowed. In baseball, it's like, whoa. And in football, it's kind of like, you know, depending on which players it is, it depends. But basketball is just objectively, how dare they? (laughs) And there's all these think pieces and all this. It's stupid. I'm sorry. That, like, thinking about the NFL and the fights, I'm sorry. The Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan fight just came right into my head. Epic moment. Yeah, to me, what took me off is that is that Andre John, Andre Johnson is probably the most mild mannered person like anyone probably ever meet. If you talk to anybody that's ever close to him, yeah. So I just need to know like what exactly Cortland Finnegan said or did to make him rip off his helmet and just start a haymaker in the back of his head. It was terrible. <laughs> I was one of the most like actual fights in NFL because that's the other thing so many padding and helmet you can't really have a fight yeah. you can slam a guy or something like that but or you know you could do it with keep the lead did the, the Michael Crabtree and just grab a chain yeah he really ripped his chain off that was crazy <laughs> that was that was really so, crazy do you think do you think maybe any of like the other like major sports should kind of adopt the way, like, hockey fights are? I wouldn't mind, but I think, well, no, because, yeah, because think about it. Hockey, most of the hits are to the face, so it's not like there's any protecting. Like, normally your helmet comes off, punches to the face, and then you, like, go to the penalty box. I think it I think it could work. But it, 
it truthfully depends on if people want to actually put in that uh that policy. Yeah. We'll see why not though. Yeah. Because I, I think like I think baseball I think baseball players wouldn't mind that, especially with the way like you know people be going after the heads like you know all those quote unquote unwritten rules, and like because of that you know yeah people feeling some type of way, so like yeah just let them fight. Like even if it's for like the most petty reason, like you guys are on seven, you stole second. Let me fight this guy real quick. I went, oh, uh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna stop you. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. So let's see what we got. <laughs> Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJY and the Running Back Sports Show. Sports for the culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, the number is 215-763-9596. And Browns quarterback Sean Watson disciplinary hearing adjourned Tuesday evening. Set to resume Wednesday, which could take another day or two. So Sean Watson obviously has his hearings about the sexual assault charges. And the NFL is looking like it's going to be setting up for at least um, a a league suspen- um, a season long suspension for Deshaun Watson. Well, my Browns prediction is down the toilet. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. We're we're all impressed. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Oh man. So I was interviewed about 11 Watson's accusers. 11. Oof, man. That. Yeah, buddy. You, you, should, you should go back to Joe Burrow when you can, man. 98.5 WJY in the Running Back Sports Show. My brother Chris, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Warren? Hey, man. It's been, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a minute. I've been trying to, you know, finally uh, try to catch you guys live. I had a little bit of time. I want to. Chime in for a few minutes, if that's okay. Yeah, sure, man. Floor is yours. What you got on your mind? Uh, uh, well, a couple things. I remember you guys had a list about uh, a couple weeks ago, like uh, greatest finishers. I had always wanted to chime in on that. Oh, oh wrestling? I, Heck yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, follow AEW as much as I do. We, we follow it enough. <laughs> well, one of my finishers is one-winged angel. Yeah, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I, I thought I I I've always been a big fan of I've been a big fan of both his finishers, the one he did previously, the Kurt's rap, and then the one we get Angel. Also, because it's literally the definition of what a protected finisher is. Only one person in his entire career has kicked out of it, and that's Kota And I think that's and then I'm a big fan of pile drivers, regardless of the variation. If it's a cradle, tombstone, gotch. Uh, how uh, Pentagon Junior does it? I feel like a pile driver should finish a match. No, Josh Alexander has the best pile driver in the world. Hey, hey, Warren, 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 listen. If you're talking about pile drivers, man, you're being real disrespectful. You forgot about Petey Williams, man. Make believe muscle, the Canadian destroyer. Well, that's more of a destroyer than a. Oh, the Panama Sunrise, the Canadian destroyer, the flip pile driver, the Petey Williams special. Yeah. Oh, you're a real wrestling guy, huh, Warren? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah, when I saw Petey Williams do it when I was 10 years old to AJ Styles, my favorite wrestler, I was like, oh, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa
My favorite wrestler of all time is Brian Danielson. Then it's AJ Styles. Okay, okay. Because AJ is my one, and then it's Randy Orton. So. Yeah, now, yeah I, uh, Brian Danielson, literally, like, he was one of the few wrestlers. Like, when he, re- when he retired, I actually audibly cried. And then when he came back, Same. I was, like, so ecstatic to see him wrestle. Like, I, I, it, he inspired me that people basically, like, his size can be, like, Alzheimer's, 5'10", 180. So, like, that was always inspiring to me. I'm also a big fan of Kurt Angle's ankle lock. Just how he did it, especially with the little, with the, with the, when he like when he sit down line. and like wrap yeah. his whole body around you. Yeah. You, I really thought he was going to break your ankle because that's how believable it was. No, that's fair. I always say my out of left field one that people don't give credit for is the clothesline from hell. JBL used to destroy people with the clothesline oh, from hell. I am a big fan of a great lariat. Yeah, I, I, I like it his to a more of a lariat. Yo, so, AJ, you uh, you know who AJ Gray is? William Regal said, "Clotheslines knock you down, lariats knock you out," and that's what and that's what JBL's was. This yeah. was a. <laughs> Did you guys check out Forbidden Door? Uh, some highlights, but not really. We're more WWE guys than AEW guys, but we pay attention to some people. Um, obviously we saw Claudio, um, re, redawning his, uh, his moniker, Claudio Costanengaloli. Um, Will Ospreay and, uh, Orange Cassidy apparently had a good match. Pac is the mid-Atlantic champion, I guess, or all-Atlantic champion. Um. Yeah, I have just watched the event. I have watched the, I have, I have caught it live. I, 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 I couldn't get, I couldn't secure tickets in time to actually physically go there, but I was able to catch it live. And for all the politics, injuries, and people and egos between Japan and did New Japan just get buried all night? Was probably one of the three to four best pay per views like wrestling events, and like not even like being a, a stand. Like objectively speaking, it was not a single bad match on the card. Um, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland had the best match on the pre-show. Will, uh, Will 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 Osprey Orange Cassidy probably have the match of the night. Like <laughs> as crazy as that may sound, uh, Will, Will Osprey is is every bit as good as people say he is. Um, he's no Seth Rollins though. And he's better, but <laughs> wow, oh, yeah. Warren, I, I, man, I look at William, that! Look at the time, Chris. <laughs> look at the time. As much of a butthole as he is, I would take him twelve out of ten times. In in ring over Seth Rollins. No, this. Nope. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just think I, I think I think peak for peak, like at their best. Will is Will is like five people on Will's level in terms of just pound for pound best. Like five people on his level. Please, please he, tell me these five people are. Um, that that's as good as Will at his best. Uh huh. Okada. Okay. Okada, Omega, Danielson. That's three. Who the other two? Mm. When she's got her working boots on, probably that, 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 if she's still there, Io Shirai. That is the one person. Io Shirai, because there's a reason why WWE signed it. She's the best woman's wrestler in the world. Now, now I got to give her her respect. You, you mispronounced Sasha Banks. And, 
Now I think she's better than Sasha personally. What? But, um, Yo, this man is crazy. Yeah, Sasha Banks is Eddie Guerrero Bell, reincarnated. Bell, Bell. That's crazy. That's crazy. If if he if if he just wasn't content on just being a spending the rest of his days out, I would say AJ Styles is better than uh, Seth Rollins. But that's a but, given. Um, AJ Styles is one of the five best wrestlers of all time. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, AJ Styles. <laughs> like we talking about people who can have a match with a broomstick. That's the first three people you got to start talking about. Then you can name other people. You know, people. crazy. I wouldn't even put Bret in my first in my first five people that have a match with a broomstick. I probably put Styles, Danielson, Kurt Angle at his prime because people forget how great Kurt Angle in his prime was. No, because Kurt was number four on Shawn my Michaels, list. Shawn Michaels when he feels like cooperating. There's another person who and shall not be named who would go on that list. Or would be my five. I'm just saying, because if we were talking about who could wrestle a broomstick, I mean, listen, I'm just being real. No, 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 no. Like, I'm just being real. I, I just want to let you know, like, you know that's my guy. And, like, how much it hurts not being able to talk about it. But we just going to roll them with it and say there's a fifth person that who shall would not go on that named. list. He that shall not be named will be on that list as well with Angle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't do that. Also, now you know, time has passed. Time has passed. You know, I was telling Chris a while ago, next time I get you on the air, I was going to troll you about the KD situation getting swept. But cooler heads have prevailed. You know, so, you know, I let that, I let bygones be bygones. Because, you know, because I'm not going to lie. The day he got, the day the Nets got swept. Chris get a test. I was like, tell your friend ha. Tell him ha. Best player who? Ha. What? <laughs> did the Bucks win the title? Um, uh, Philadelphia. You guys you feeling uh, confident about your uh, basketball team? We good over here. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm glad because we'll be in the I, second I round. We're, we're going to keep Levine. So, like, yeah, yeah, I heard you guys Lonzo's, Lonzo's knee. Yeah, yeah, we're going to sign him to the max, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Y'all want to do a sign well. and trade? James my Harden for the Zach. My White Sox can't be healthy, so for Zach, that's, a, that's a waste this season, unfortunately. Um, my Bears, they're trying to trade Robert Quinn for God knows why. Yeah. To Pittsburgh. <sighs> to Pittsburgh for picks. And, and uh... Chase Claypool, I think. I mean, something stupid like Chase Claypool. I mean, yeah, I, was, Chase, yeah, I mean, what top three receiver? Chase. Chase Claypool. Stop. Stop. I mean, that's Stop. what Chase Claypool said. Stop. Be a top three receiver. Stop it. I mean, don't ever repeat that out loud again. I mean, that's what he, he should never repeat that out loud. I again. mean, top three in yeah, Philadelphia. No, I mean, top three should. in Pennsylvania, was, sure. Miz. You're right. Top three in Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, because top three in Pennsylvania, he's not better than Deontay Johnson. He's not even a top. He's not even a top five Pittsburgh athlete. If we're being, I mean, Philadelphia athlete. If we're being honest, but who Chase Claypool? If he moved to Philadelphia, no, he wouldn't be a top five Philadelphia athlete. He's not a top um, five Pittsburgh athlete. If Guinea Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Kenny Pickett, right now, <laughs> Kenny Two Gloves, my boy, uh, 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 Cruz O'Neal, Brian Reynolds, Bryce Harper. <laughs> And that's just Pennsylvania. I was, I mean, I was just Pittsburgh. I was oh, naming. Yeah. I didn't even name our guys. Oh, yeah, don't. Oh, forgot Britt Baker. Yeah, Britt Baker. Oh, y'all are high on y'all are high on that mediocre woman. All right. Who's high on her? I was 
making fun oh. of the fact that she was y'all champion oh. for a year. I mean, that was y'all queen. <laughs> She just like she just, she she just I think she's just like a like her boyfriend. I think, whoa, I think whoa, whoa, whoa. over with the crowd. She was what she thinks Charlotte Flair. She Charlotte Flair is what she thinks she is. Sorry to tell you that. I, I would still take Charlotte Flair in the ring over Britt Baker. No, that's what I'm I mean, saying. Yeah, I'm saying Charlotte Flair, I'm saying Charlotte Flair is what Britt Baker thinks she is. When in reality, she's just and as, as diva tactic as Charlotte Flair is, is Charlotte Flair wants to put on her working boots. Charlotte Flair will come in the building and outwork you because Charlotte like, Flair is the best because, wrestler on the planet. I tell child, Chris that all the time. She knows how to work. Yeah. If you if you want to be honest, she's the best wrestler on the planet. If you really want to be honest, pound for pound availability, all of that. Anything you want to add into it, she's the Undertaker right now. Of car as far as quality, consistency, come to work, it's going to all be there. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you think backstage. It don't get more consistent than Charlotte Flair right now. Yeah. And that's honestly. In the E? Huh? WWE? You said in the E? I think in WWE she's the best, like, pound for pound, da, da, da. I think she's the pound for pound best in the world. But in WWE, easily, yes. Ooh, that's why Vince lets her do whatever she wants. Ooh, that's a hard, ooh, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't even think she's the best horsewoman, but... Who's the best? If you say Becky Lynch, you have to get off this phone. No, I've always thought I always. If I'm going to keep it the best, who's got like all the what it takes to be a wrestler wrapped in one? It's probably Bailey. But Bailey's not even better than Sasha, and she never will be. Healing face, like 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 Charlotte and Sasha are. I think Sasha's probably the best worker of the group. But I think like in terms of character work, what she can do on the promo and in ring, it's Bailey. Bailey has the balance of all of them. Charlotte Flair can't be a baby face. She doesn't know how to be a baby face because Charlotte Flair is literally Charlotte Flair face or heel. But that's that, that makes that's her great. That's a fair point, but I don't think it's I mean, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte I mean, Flair. Uh, yeah. Like Bailey ba- Bailey went from like John Cena baby face to Aaron. Hello, like, Ding Dong. Like and it, it, and it worked. Like Sasha Banks, you know, Sasha Banks, she gets off, and that's either going to get me cheered or boo, but people respect Sasha because she's Sasha Banks. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair is like, I'm my daddy's child, woo, I'm the greatest, woo. I'm I, the opportunity. I, I'm married to Andrade, woo. Eight, yeah, but she know, also puts on five-star matches, woo. So what are we doing here? No, uh, no I, I probably think Becky's like the worst worker of the group. Even though I was a big fan of the man gimmick, I love the man gimmick. I don't know what she's doing now. The stuff, like, it, it's crazy. Like, I think Seth Rollins is cringe, but it's probably the most over he is now with the little laughter and the terrible suit. But the crowd loves him. The crowd loves him, and they love to sing his stupid theme song. All right, there are right, a lot of and things. It's crazy. But, all right, there are a lot of things you can it's, say on this airwave, man, but don't come at Seth Rollins' drip. Oh, no, I think the curve song is the greatest thing he's ever done in his career. But... No, the no, he don't know. The drip god is the drip god. I, 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 I love, I love, I love me Seth. I think Seth, I think Seth should have been one of dethroned Roman a long time ago when they had that match. He should have took one. And the Rumble, that's what I said. Pull the trigger because you know Vince McMahon has a hard on for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar matches for whatever reason. <laughs> but um, listen, I, I noticed you guys are talking about the Deshaun Watson thing. It's crazy that his that his team thinks that he only deserves. Like zero games, they want to give him like the minimum. 
you have like 28 people that accused you of sexual assault along the lines of that, and you settle with four. I mean, you said all but four, and you think you're not going to get suspended? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You are black, Deshaun. If they, you are black, you are going to get you are going to get suspended a year and some change. Like, let's call it. If they didn't, if they didn't throw the book under Big Ben, and he did that twice whole year in song. Let's, let's call it what it is. The, the, the nerve of him. The nerve of Deshaun Watson. The nerve of the Browns for being like, yeah, we're going to keep this $1 million salary. But don't worry, buddy. When you're free, we're going to pay you all this guaranteed money. Cleveland Browns should be ashamed of themselves, too. I hope they don't win a damn Super Bowl for the rest of their tenure that Deshaun Watson's there for hiring that man and giving him all that money. They deserve everything they get. I hope they're 0-16 Every year under under center because of this foolishness. Mm. Tell us how you really feel, like man. It's ri- no, it's ridiculous. It's like it's ridiculous. Like the NFL don't really care about women. They don't care about seats. They don't care about people on concussion rates. They don't care about black people for real. All they really care about is money and to sell tickets. And you have an organization that has been a mess since. Since Jim, since Jim Brown was living his days in the 60s beating women and smoking cigars, and they're all of a sudden like, we got this super uber-talented man. And he's very talented. Top five quarterback in the league. He's also a deplorable son of a, son of a, I can't say it on the air. Like, how talent, like, at some point where y'all got to say no. It's like, it looks like the Nets. Like, Kyrie's worth all this drama, all this mess, and I think Kyrie's a Hall of Famer. I think he's outstanding, and I think when he's not being fake deep, has valid points. But y'all sat there and said we're not, we're not going to deal with this another season, and then you let the man hop in. Like, what are we doing here? That's why I think like, I think like organizations are a bunch of a bunch of mess. I think that players are allowed to be. A bunch of mess because the people are paying them or letting them be stupid. So they all deserve what they get. When Brooklyn gets out in the first round and Katie's frustrated again for not getting out the first round with a half available Ben Simmons, Katie playing 55 to 60 games because I don't know how well his body's going to hold up, and Kyrie Urban playing every other Sunday. Then y'all lied in and y'all have to make it. No. Yeah, that's true. But you got to think about it from the Cleveland Browns situation. Like I said, like this is an organization that hasn't been to the Super Bowl. They haven't made it to the AFC Championship game since the mid nineties. Ninety four was the last time they were in the AFC title game, right? Um, so, like, you got to think like you have a Super Bowl ready roster. So, if you have the opportunity to go after a top five quarterback, regardless of what the price is. You go ahead and do that because you feel like Deshaun Watson is the difference between just being a playoff team and being a wild card team and being a Super Bowl contender. So from the optics standpoint in terms of organization-wise, I understand the move. But in regards to just the morality aspect of it, the NFL is morally bankrupt. Like you would think at this point it's like all the outrage about Deshaun Watson, you know, the years that, you know, Greg Hardy was still allowed to – Get a get an NFL check, you know. You got guys who literally were 
get DUIs and manslaughter, still be able to collect checks in the NFL. You would think you know by now, but the NFL doesn't care about what's right or what's wrong. They care about the bottom line, like you said, and they care about, you know, okay, what can get me to a Super Bowl, and is it worth it? Deshaun Watson on the field, like you said, is a top-five quarterback, and you're in, the AFC, you're in the AFC North. You're going up against Lamar Jackson twice a year. A great Pittsburgh defense with now a mobile quarterback, without a quarterback who can who is able to move, and a Cincinnati team that just went on a miracle run to the Super Bowl. You're going to need that ammunition to compete for a Super Bowl. And if they feel like, you know, Deshaun Watson is that guy, you know, you punt this year, you go for next year to compete for a Super Bowl, then by all means, like, I understand kind of where Andrew Berry and the Cleveland organization is coming from. I get it on a talent standpoint and hot take. I probably hot take. I think if they just kept Baker this year, Baker was healthy. I think they would have been probably fine in theory. Oh yeah, but I, I agree on that also. I that's mean, another. I mean, that's another topic. Feeling with Baker Mayfield, and I, I and I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is not better than Baker Mayfield because we all know that's what, that's obvious law. But if Baker Mayfield was healthy and he's healthy, they, they, they've improved their roster. And you ask Baker Mayfield to not do. It basically, Baker Mayfield basically did what he did the year the year before last, which he's very capable of doing. They'd be in the same position. They'd be just they. And people forget they were beating the Chiefs that game. Well, they no, they were they had, no, they had canceled beat the Chiefs that game when 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 Mahomes got concussed. So it's not like they weren't a, they weren't like a couple of plays away from going to the conference finals with Baker Mayfield as like the starting quarterback. So mm-hmm. you know people forget that easily. I mean, you could have just ran it back with Baker Mayfield healthy, got the running core, got the offensive line, got, like, play, uh, available playmakers, and probably won 11, 12 games. Because, I mean, look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a great coach, a great defense, Mitch Trubisky. And you're running Najee Harris to the ground. You don't have a lot of offensive weapons for real. You got Lamar Jackson. They basically said, hey, bro, we're not going to pay you. We're not going to give you a wide receiver. And you got to do everything again by yourself. Okay. Like, that's right, so what are you talking about, man? Like, man is Devin Duvernay. He's for fine. His for no reason in Baltimore because they don't refuse to give him help. And then you got Cincinnati, who I think will probably be worse than this, worse than last year, because I just felt like, you know, Cincinnati, it's like, like you guys have been saying, Cincinnati just had that miracle run to the playoffs where everything worked in their favor. And it's crazy to say, I think Kansas City probably better than they were last year, honestly. Um, you don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Of course, you know, for, you know, like, that's the speed route, man, but also Mahomes' turnovers are going to probably go, go, go down because a lot of his turnovers is related to Tyreek's down there somewhere. <laughs> like, like, you know, you, you get ready to show this man on the field, you've got competent, bigger receivers. Mahomes knows how to slow the ball down and can read defenses. I think they'll be fine. But I don't know. See how the football season is going to turn out. I, I'm 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 already sad to see my team going seven and ten. So I'm going to make sure I'm not sober every time I watch the Bears play. But it's going to be okay. Like I I, I don't I don't understand this organization. We're good. We have a good defense, terrible offense. We have a good offense, terrible defense. The time we have it right, they don't want to pay anybody. Like, I hate being a Bears fan. I, I, I hate it. You know, I see why people make fun of us. 
like in Chicago, like why people make fun of the Bulls because their organization ran terrible. Uh, people make fun of Derek because their organization ran terrible. The only competent organization we had was the Blackhawks, and now they're one of the worst teams in the league. It's like me in Chicago fan at this time. Beautiful city, beautiful food, beautiful women, everything. Terrible teams right now. So. What? Hashtag free Justin Fields. You said what? Hashtag free Justin Fields. Hey, hey. I just want you to know, Chris, from the bottom of my heart, I'm rooting for him. I believe in Justin Fields. Now, I don't think my team believes in Justin Fields, but I believe in Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? I want him to succeed. I, I I want a black quarterback to see a seat in Chicago so all these racist heads can be like, there's probably someone of color that can succeed here. But also, 20 years to the almighty GOAT, Jonathan Cena out here. You know, I'm glad that uh, they didn't give him the time. I'm glad John Cena said I'm not going to fight theory. I'm so gra- I'm so grateful for that because... I can't stand theory, and John Cena don't need to waste his talents on someone like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen. No. That was all I got out of my 20-minute passionate speech. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. It's good to hear. All right, Warren, man. As us, we appreciate the call. All right, guys. Y'all be smooth. All right, man. You do the same, man. Be safe out there. Thank you. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJY and the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, the number is 215-763-9596. Y'all good, man? Yeah. Hungry. But also thinking about... uh. With the Phils, well, not the Phils more so, but uh, what the rest of the baseball season in general is going to look like. Yankees are dominating. Dodgers are playing well. Mets seem like the best team in the NL. There's a lot of different things going on. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And in case anybody... Hasn't caught the news. The Rockets and the, the Rockets and John Wall have agreed to a buyout. Um, and now, be, and due to the buyout, John Wall is expected to slam with the Clippers as soon as the buy the buyout is confirmed. I know that's good for you. Oh, I can't wait to put this futures bet on the Clippers. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Put a nice cool hundred bucks down. I think they're at like seven fifty odds or something like that. Plus seven fifty. So you're really on all in on the Clippers then. Yeah. I think they're the best team. I think if you were to say like imagine the Mortal Kombat, you know how they reset the franchise, like I think at the end of ten, I guess. When they like did the time reset and everything was reset, yeah. you just reset the NBA and every team completely and utterly healthy, as constructed present day right now. Who's the best roster? The Warriors. How? 
if any team matches up with them, it's the Clippers. They can go as deep. No one on the Warriors. Who on the Warriors is going to guard Kawhi Leonard? As of right now, it would probably be Andrew Wiggins. You see my point? Hey, that's all-star starter and NBA champion, Andrew Wiggins, to you, sir. We're going to start putting respect on Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Maple Jordan, baby. He really was an all-star. He really was an all-star starter and a, and a starter on a chip team in the same year. <sighs> Sorry, Free. That's some goat stuff for me. Wonder what Carl Anthony Towns ever did. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns can't even get out of the first round. You hate to see it. Yeah. But no, that's probably going to be the Western Conference Finals. It's probably those two teams. Honestly, yeah. Warriors Clippers. I can see that. Yeah. And then obviously you're gonna still have the usual suspects. The nu- the Nuggets are gonna be the Nuggets are gonna be scary. The Nuggets are gonna be back. Yeah, I think the four best teams are gonna be some combination of Mavericks, Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets. I was gonna say Mavericks. I also. think Warriors Nuggets is gonna be the round two matchup, and I think Clippers Mavs is gonna be the round two matchup. And I think everybody's gonna expect Luka to get by this time, but I think the Clippers are a team that just have his number. Pat Bev or no Pat Bev. Hey, man, listen, just give Luke some help. Man, John Wall, like a real point guard? Dude. And if he's got that speed, he's had a chance to sit for a year. His body's relaxed. He's going to go with guys where he doesn't have to be the best scorer. He's got guys that can shoot. He can swing the ball to. Guys that can run with him in, in transition. This is going to be crazy. And nobody's thinking of it. Whether you want to see him as that version of John Wall, this is still three all-stars in a, on a team. So Wall, well, obviously I think Reggie's going to start because seniority kind of matters. Wall, Wall, Luke Kennard, Kawhi, PG, Zubac. And then if you're talking, what are you talking, their small ball lineup? I I'm, guess you go PG, I think Kawhi. Kennard, I think Kennard's coming on off the bench. I think Powell starts. So it'll probably be Wall, Powell, George, Kawhi, and Zubac. And then what's their small ball lineup look like? Kawhi, PG, Covington, Powell, Wall. Yeah. Or you could go Reggie instead of Wall if you wanted. Yeah. Five shooters. Yeah. And the thing about that lineup is that you could switch. And you could well, if you have Reggie and you can switch all five? Yeah. I think with Wall, you could switch one through three because he's lengthy. But, but uh, I don't think no, no, like Wall, Powell, George, and Kawhi and Covington. You could switch one through five because all of those are competent defenders. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because Wall is, what, 6'3", but yeah. he's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, wingspan. Yeah. So, he can, yeah. And he's always been a really good defensive point guard. It's People just forget that. that just because he hasn't played in years. Yeah. So, then who's the backup point guard now? Reggie. It's either – it's either. Oh, yeah, so it's Wall or Reggie. Yeah. I think you – and then you got Terrence Mann still off the bench. You got yeah, Brandon Boston. Um I think you still need – I don't know what you're going to do with Batum. I think you need, like, one or two. No, Batum opted out, so he's gone. Okay. Honestly, no, the salary has to make sense. Well, they still got one – they still got Marcus Morris also. Oh, yes, yeah, so they got Covington, Morris, Kennard. Either – probably Reggie, Wall, Wall's probably Wall. coming off the bench. So, like, so, Wall, so Wall, Man, Kennard, Morris. Boston. And oh, that's not bad five. And then yeah. I think Haverstein is the backup big. Yeah. 
if y'all let McGee, if y'all let McGee go, they should sign McGee to back up Zubac. That'd be great. Yeah. We're not letting him go. He's gonna be a starter next year. Yo, DeAndre Ayton to Detroit. That unlocks Detroit. Like that's the move of the summer. Nobody's talking about it because there's no other. They're the only team with money. They're not gonna get. They're they're out of DeAndre Ayton now. Who? When you drafted Jalen Duran, Durant's just Durant's a center. So so. They're not. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna get him. I'm just saying, Jay Nivey, Kay Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, or I guess who would be the three? Sadiq Bay. <coughs> Sadiq Bay. Who's the four then? In that scenario, probably pick somebody up because he's still a cap space. And then Ian. You know who they could use? A pillar of the community. Tobias Harris is staying here, bro. You got to let that go. I got to let it go. You don't want that head in my head that he could be gone. Now I'm living there, and you're going to tell me I got to let it go. I mean, I like Tobias. Just not at $35 million. But I've accepted the fact because of how egregious that contract is, he's going to stay. So I've accepted it. If you can find a way to get that extra money to still find a way to finagle extra money to get P.J. Tucker here, then that's the starting five you're going to roll out because you have now have an enforcer in your lineup. A guy, that, the guy that's willing to get into people's faces. A guy that can knock down a corner three. A guy who has hit chemistry with James Harden. That's important too. Yeah, and not to mention, those, and everybody's putting them in trade scenarios, which I really don't understand why, but Tyrese Max is going to be the second leading scorer of this team next year. Pretty much was this year. Let's be real. Yeah, but I feel like he's definitely going to one hundred percent take that next step. Where it's like, all right, after Embiid, it's you, and let Harden just be the point guard. Harden's still going to give you like nineteen, twenty points, but I feel like in terms of shot repertoire, Embiid's obviously going to go first because he's going to get his, and then after that, it has to be Maxi. Yep. And then like when you do your little um, like substitution package. Keep Tobias in there with like D'Anthony Melton, and then exactly. let yeah, then let Mel- then let Melton run the offense, and just go through Tobias Harris on the offense where Harden and Embiid are on the bench. Exactly. Just oh, I forgot about D'Anthony Melton too. Yeah, I'm just like he's six foot two, but look at that six nine wingspan. He can run in transition. He can run in transition. Oh, yep. Sign me up. He gets you three. I'm just like, it's not just going to be Tyrese Maxey just trying to deal with a one-on-three break on by himself anymore. It's going to be great. Yeah. There's but still, there's only one thing holding me back in terms of any sort of excitement about this team, and we all know what it is. What? It's it's Rivers. It's Glenn. It's Glenn. It's always Glenn. It's always been you, Glenn. Anyone but you, Glenn. Real real talk. It just still bothers me watching that sound effect where it's like, yo, guys, show some fight. He's literally begging them to show some any sort of fight whatsoever. And only like two of them answered the call. And everybody else just gave up on him. And you brought him and you brought him back. 
when you suck as a coach. It is what it is. Like, if you're a top 15 coach of all time, you shouldn't have to beg your team to fight in a winner go home scenario. Never. Yeah. Phil Jackson didn't have to beg Kobe or Shaq. Popovich never had to beg Tim Duncan or Tony Parker or Manu to fight. They just did it because they respected their coach and their team. Real talk, I don't mean to just pile up on this. Like, if you had, let's say, like, you do a poll, like a private poll with everybody that's on the roster right now, how many of those players would give no co- would give a vote of no confidence to Doc? At it would least, either be it would either be vote of confidence, six. no confidence, or just in or like no vote. At least six of them, I would think. I feel like that's a fair number. Yeah. I feel like I have to have my uh, weekly fat boy thing on it. A slice of pepperoni pizza would be awesome right now. I'm sorry. But yeah, once again, you're listening to 98.5. <laughs> WJY, yeah, and the running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, we still got about a half hour left. That number is 215 763 9596. I have finally got around to. I have full weekends off, so I finally got around to start watching the boys. Like, everybody's on I love Amazon Prime. Yeah. Good thing my mom. Good thing my mom does. But <laughs> so you gonna swing that password or no? Anyway, um, so far so good. That's crazy. It be own people. We don't, we don't discuss. Hula. We don't discuss those affairs on air, man. Who I swing you to Hulu? Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, now you intrigued. So, uh, what'd you say? I swing you to Hulu. Okay, first off, I don't know my mom's password. <sighs> Every single time I ask him, like, Mom, what's your password? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Where do you think I get it from? <laughs> Bruh. What about that Hulu, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Be your own people. You want YouTube TV? <laughs> I mean, real talk, I'm paying $70 a month for it. So that trumps anything that you could possibly give me. Is that your final deal, YouTube TV for Hulu? Yeah, I mean, you can watch all the Phillies games, Sixer games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So what other services you got? I got Disney Plus for Logan. I'm 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 not trying to intervene on that. Exactly, yeah, because then you you know who going to curse you out behind that, and I can't save you on that one. Oh yeah, I know. Why do you think I'm not? I'm not <laughs> treading those waters. <laughs> Can't save you there, good brother. Sorry. Save her. Don't want to be saved. <laughs> so hungry. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm trying to focus the last half hour. I can taste food. But yeah, um, still in season one. Halfway through season one right now. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Carl Urban as Billy Butcher is freaking hilarious. Like Carl Urban? Yeah. Who is Carl Urban? The guy that plays 
Um, the guy that plays Billy Butcher and the boys. The guy that played the uh, Claw and Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, great job so far. What else? I don't watch that much. I really don't watch that much TV anymore. I really don't. I work, I work too much. Oh, God. I'm I'm really am 30. <laughs> yep. Excuse me. That was the most 30 phrase I've ever. I don't watch TV much. I work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's our life now. Oh God, life is depressing. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I've found a situation where I work a nine to five, and you still working in the late at nights. Yeah, you sac you sacrifice your afternoon and your evenings and nights just to, just to work on the pier. We appreciate you, man. You are guys are the unsung heroes. You know, during the pandemic, there was like, you know, you guys are the real heroes. Yeah, you are the real hero. Um, what I want to say to you, I can't say on the air, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let people imagine what I say to Chris right now. We appreciate you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. And breaking news and a shocker. Russell Westbrook has picked up his $47.1 million option to go play for the LA Lakers again. What a shocker. Who would have ever thought that Russell Westbrook would turn down $47 million to not play for the Lakers? Not this guy over here. Not this guy over oh, here. The Lakers are just the Lakers are a mess. <laughs> Alright. Let's go. Also, shout out to Terry McLaurin. He has received a three year seventy one million dollar extension. And on average the he's now the highest on average the highest paid receiver in NFL history now. Really? Yeah. That's On an average base, yeah. That's crazy. Man. NBA free agents, 2022. All right, let's. All right, let's check NBA free agencies. Zach Levine, he's coming back to Chicago. James Harden, he's already opted in. Miles Bridges, that's going to be an interesting scenario to follow. Because Charlotte has already come out saying we are not going to give you the max money. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, twenty point seven rebounds, close to four assists. There is going to be a team that's going to be out. It's like you know what? We got nothing to lose. Uh, we'll pay him. Detroit. So then we should start lining at that point. Cunningham, Ivy, Sadiq Bay, Bridges, Jalen Duran. Yes. Is that Mikhail or Miles? Miles. Miles is the power forward. Mikhail is the shooting guard. Yo, Miles Bridges in Detroit might work. Yeah. Shoot. Yep. Yeah. Multiple positions. I still think Aiton's a better play, but I also think you're right that the Suns will let him go. Yeah. Speaking of. They're, the Phoenix is still trying to work on some any sort of sign and trade scenario in regards to them. 
I honestly don't know how it feels. Am I going to offer this guy the max money? No, I don't feel like he is a max player, but he's. But if you want to be competitive, you got to pay him. That's it. Chris Paul, listen, at this point, Chris Paul is who he is. He's not getting any younger. So, bite the bullet, try to run it back. Because there's really no wiggle room in which you can make this roster better. So, just. That much difference. Yeah. Yep. And Jalen Brunson, that's the. Every day, the mutters about him going to the Knicks grows more and more every single day. And I really don't understand. I understand the Knicks need a point guard, but is Jalen Brunson that much of a needle mover you're going to give him well over $100 million for? So how would that work? Would it be it be him, R.J. Barrett? Who would be the starting three? Evan Fournier? Be him, so Fournier. be him, Fournier, R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle. And Robbins? And Mitchell Robinson. Okay, that's decent. That can... Yeah, that's... Yeah, if they're fully healthy, that's a playing team. Easily, yeah. yeah, Bradley Beal, we already know. He's going to opt out and go get the Supermax. That is... Washington, uh, uh, the Wizards is going to be some ugly. Well, Colin Sexton is also a restricted free agent. Uh, Anthony S- Anthony Sim- Simons is also a restricted free agent. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Gary Payton. I would love Gary Payton in a second. Yeah, he's going to be a free agent. And a guy who I suggested that the, not the Eagles, the Sixers should go after is from Brooklyn, Bruce Brown. He signed a one-year, $4.7 million deal last year. Um, if you don't have enough money to offer to P.J. Tucker, I wouldn't mind Bruce Brown in Philadelphia because that, you could put him in your starting lineup and that could be your starting three. I would love Bruce Brown if I started him. Yep. Not to mention, he's young. He's, he's about to turn 26 in August. P.J. Tucker and Bruce Brown would be too great a Yeah. Uh, Nick Claxton, he's a restricted free agent. Dante DiVincenzo, he's a restricted free agent. Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, he's a free agent. Along with Tyus Jones, Gary Harris, Malik Monk. I believe Mitchell Robinson is a... No, he's actually a free agent. Let's playing free agent this year. So this is going to... This all season, it's not a lot of stuff. It's really little to no star power. It's just trying to figure out what guys make the... Whatever you're getting at this free agency pool this year is probably going to be who are going to be the guys coming off your bench. Who was the guy you're going to sign to be your key reserves? And in the end, that kind of matters. Especially for teams who are... A depleted bench away from potentially going to the finals, aka the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the last missing piece. We just need to get a nice, stable, consistent bench. Yeah.
Oh, yeah, by the way, just a quick gripe about Pluto TV. Pluto, how come every time when I turn in the grassy channel, the episodes that are on, it's either Time Standstills Part 2 or Rock This Town. Why every single time I turn on my television, it's always those two episodes that are always on. Why do you want a traumatic? Why do you want me to put through? Why do you want to give me that much trauma that I experienced at a young youth over and over again? Why do you keep watching that channel? Listen, sometimes you get, sometimes you go on TV, realize there's something to watch. You're like, oh, you know, let me watch what episode of Degrassi is on. Oh, sweet, it's the episode with Rick, and he has the gun. Oh my freaking! All right. Turned on a few hours later. I'm like, cool, maybe that's off right now. Don't rock this town. And JT gets stabbed. It's terrible. Should have been Toby. Wow. You say that live on the air, huh? Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, who am I offending? The Toby fans? Who? How many Toby fans do you actually know? Three. Two, would anybody actually care if he actually died? Does the story in, impact anything at all if he if he passes? No. Because the funny thing is, is that <laughs> when they showed the ex, the grassy guys, like, should they show Paige, Ellie, and Marco, you know, going to college, Craig and actually doing their music stuff? They even have a few episodes of of Emma. Liberty and Manny, you know, all going to college. Toby only appears in one episode after he graduates. Literally one. And that's the wholesome robotics tournament. After that, you never see him again. That's wild. So, no, I will not take back my comment. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, Toby. The the guy that played Toby. Jay Goldside. Yeah, Jay Goldside. You are probably a terrific human being, but I did not care for your character. Should have been you. <sighs> oh, man. All right. So, that was free agency. We had our call with Al. Warren gave us some good content. Suspect, I'm a little disappointed in you. I wanted a little bit more fight out of you. What? When Warren was calling. 98.5 WJYN, running back sports. Hello? All right. Yeah, I want, uh, yeah, I want a little more fight out of you. Because talking about you, South, South being your favorite, re- his favorite wrestler. Then he was talking about Okada being better. Uh, Will Ospreay being better than Saffron? I want a little more fight out of you, man. Sometimes you just got to let people be great. No, 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 no. No, you do not. What happened to you, man? You st- What happened to you, man? I'm just the old Jamal. <laughs> like Vince McMahon. I want the old Stone Cold Steve Austin. You've been saying this for months. Yeah. Yes, because it's true. You gonna let this man call in, disrespect Seth Rollins like that? And you think I'm just gonna let that slide? Yeah, cause and, you did. In, in this economy, on, on this airwave, 
17 more minutes until snack time, y'all. I'm, I'm, disappo- I'm disappointed in you, man. I really am. What happened to you, man? You used to be cool. I did. And then I got old. And then life happened. Nah. Just... You know, man, I can't, I can't deal with this no more, man. Feel some type of way. I think I think I think I got in the show early, man. I'm just disappointed in you. You know what? I think I'm done. I'm gonna take my water. I've been drinking water a lot, y'all, recently. You know, drinking water. Yeah, because water's refreshing. I've been going through a lot, uh, you know. But you know, you gotta push through. You gotta push forward. No matter good, bad, right, wrong, whatever's going on, I just push forward, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know. People disrespect Seth Rollins, just let it slide, apparently. Anyway, we're going to end the show early today. Um, so you kind of burn through all our topics. And, you know, once again, shout out to everybody that's been tuning in. Shout out to our callers. Shout out to Warren for the good content. Shout out to All North Fleet telling a story. And wish you all the shout best. Shout out to Big Al. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep, definitely, man. And, you know, good luck to your podcast. I'm definitely going to be downloading it as soon as I get home. Check out the content. Once again, you're listening. This is Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. And you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show. Sports for the Culture every Tuesday. Booyaka. 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't with you, man. (laughs) 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 On that note, (laughs) we will see you next week.